1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: One of my favorite people who cover the Ohio State Buckeyes is Doug Maurice. He joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I mean that sincerely. Doug is the host of the Kings of the North on YouTube, formerly Cleveland.com, Cleveland Plain Dealer. Doug what is with all this money that they're finding in Columbus, Ohio?
3: Yeah, this was the plan, right? They, they, uh, Ryan Day, two summers ago, at an event, said it's going to take $13 million to keep an Ohio State roster together. And that was sort of where Ohio State was coming from. They weren't as much talking high school recruiting and the needs for NIL for that, but it was retention so their guys go don't transfer retention of guys with borderline NFL decisions, and then they have had a change of heart. They are more aggressive in the portal than they were in the past. And so the, the additions that they've made this offseason there, that's a little bit of a new world for them. It's still sort of strategic, you know, certain spots where they need it, but, but that's a change. And, yeah, they, uh, they got their NIL in order for sure.
4: Did this happen, Doug, because they lost to Michigan, because we watched Michigan win it all? Did this happen because there's a new athletic director? Did this happen because Ryan Day is fearful that he's on the hot seat?
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a like a line in the sand moment, right? I think the third loss to Michigan is the main thing. I think the bowl embarrassment, right, that that did not go how anybody wanted is part of it. I think the opportunity by the retirement of Nick Saban, they, they loved Caleb Downs all along. They never thought he'd be back on the market. So, and then the same with Julian Sane. So a, a rash of Bama guys in the portal unexpectedly is part of it too. And I'm not – I can't get a handle – certainly it feels like the Ross Bjork hire as a new AD and the new president, they seem aggressive on this NIL front. They seem aggressive for the new rules. That's a pretty quick turn to have it happen, but I would imagine that might have something to do with it, too. But I think it's more like Ryan Day was, hey, man, like this is it. If we don't put our best foot forward now, I might not get another shot.
2: Well, I also made it, because Lima brought it up, $13 million to $21 million. I mean, $21 million is a hell of a lot, but I'm not going to ask you whether or not that's good or bad for college football. I think it'd probably be the same way Yankees fans are. As I don't care, as long as we win championships, but... You know, Yankees fans, they, they hold their people strongly accountable and demand firings and go nuts over not getting to the, t- to the tipping point, to the, to the top of the mountain. Yep. Is it win or bust for Ryan Day? Like, if they don't win the national championship, or uh, obviously some fans are going to be upset, but is it really just it's got to be a national championship or that's it considering what the money they've spent on these guys?
3: I, I mean, I don't, you know, something crazy. You have to be right there. Right? I do think if your question is, do you have to beat Michigan? I'm more a yes on that than the the national championship. If you play a game like the Georgia semifinal two years ago and you don't win, does that mean like you fire the coach? I mean, I I would not think so. But I think like return on investment, I think we're in that world, right? I, I do think that's realistic. And so they have to look great. They have to play great. They have to have big wins. And especially in a world of Jim Harbaugh's not back, we saw, you know, there's so many players that Michigan is losing to the NFL off that team. Uh, I, I would say it's more like the Michigan win is a must and then get in that 12-team playoff and show people how good you are. And and if it doesn't look like you're getting banged for the buck, then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions that are asked.
4: Doug LaMaurice with us. Uh, just a, a question I had because I saw so many people talking about the commitment of money. These aren't contracts, are they, Doug? Because technically, that would be illegal. They they can't be pay-to-play right now. So how sure are we that all this money actually gets to the players? Have we seen how this has worked out elsewhere, like, for instance, Texas A&M?
3: Yeah, and like Florida, right? Florida's getting investigated by the NCAA right now because they had a quarterback that came in and got promised NIL stuff, and then the collective didn't come through, and the guy left and now the ncaa is investigating that so they run the contracts like the the collective makes them right which is the outside organization and it used to be that like the the, the teams and the coaches couldn't have anything to do with those outside collectives. and then that changed so there's more associations that are allowed and then they are like run through the compliance department and stuff but no i mean it's not we're not at pay for play we're, we're not at a direct like that the university is funding it. And so it is still an outside organization. But the main thing is the top programs had to get a handle on which outside collectives could they trust, which ones did they want to have, do they want to have a working relationship with. And it took a while for some of that because some people you trusted more than others. So I do think Ohio State got a handle on who they want to trust, And I do think they decided we're going to be more aggressive with it. And it was a gradual process for them. And for some other schools, they dove in right away. And again, Florida and Florida State right now are having the NCAA knocking on their door because of that.
4: So $20 whatever this year, does that mean the next year it's got to be the same and the year after that and the year after that? And what do you think around college football the appetite will be for these businesses that are offering up money to the collective to continue these very generous donations?
3: Yeah, it's going to go inside. Like, it's nuts. It doesn't make any sense, right? So, like, Ohio State has decided that this is what's going to be. We have to be competitive with the current set of rules. Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, has said it. Ted Carter, the OSUAD, Ross Bure, the president, the AD at, at Ohio State. Now, they all agree that it NIL needs to move inside the athletic department and become direct pay for play. We're going to get there. The craziness of all this is going to get there. I don't think Ohio state has to spend whatever it's spending right now every year because they kept 10 possible NFL guys in Columbus. So I never believed you were going to keep first rounders in school with NIL money, but they had a bunch of like second through sixth rounders that NIL was one of the factors to keep those guys in school. And so this was a little bit of a rare situation with as many guys as they had there. It's a little bit of a rare situation with going to get a quarterback in the transfer portal, which I don't think is their plan long-term. So I think this might be a little bit of a bit of a peak for them. I don't think this is the new standard of they're going to spend this much money every year.
2: Yeah, because if they win a national championship, wouldn't it stand to reason like, okay, we're going to let it die down a little bit here and maybe collect our collect our money for a real swing at it in the in a future season well
3: i mean a place like ohio state there's no ups and downs like they, they're expected to compete for a title every year but they're at a little bit of a low ebb right they're not the dominant power in the north right now michigan's won three straight big 10 and had a 15 and 0 national championship season right so like just the draw of ohio state might be a little bit lesser now so then you've got to get more involved with this so i you know again it's not the long-term answer but it does make a little bit of sense to me. Ohio State's the richest athletic department in the country. What was weird, I thought, was when you had other athletic departments who did not rake in the kind of money at, that Ohio State did, but maybe had some donors willing to throw some money around. If we're talking about who should have the most money to spend, Ohio State should be at the top of that list. So I don't think it means this every year, but... You know, we know how much money and how important this football program is. It makes sense for them to spend it.
2: I wonder if it's kind of you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because you can't literally just pay the players as employees if you're Ohio State, at least not yet. But I, I wonder if some of the businessmen, and it sounds like you're saying it's correctly, one of the, some of the business people are going, well, you make all this money. You don't need our money. So it's, it's almost but, but a but double-edged same, sword. But
3: they do. But they do. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Not, like, as much as I'm saying Ohio State, it's not Ohio State's money. It can't be. Like, that's not allowed. And so they do have to be aggressive with outside donation, and then they have to be aggressive with how they're willing to apply that, right, and how much they're willing to work with the collectives. And so it was was two things. They had to more aggressively ask people. They had to help raise the money. Hey, you know what, fans, businesses, we'd love if you give to collectives. And then they had to more aggressively have a plan to help those collectives, to work with those collectives, to target the right people, To be able to spend the money they then raise. It just took them longer than it took some other places. But it is Ohio State. People really care. And so like why would it make sense for Miami to be throwing around NIL money, but Ohio State's not? That's where we were a year or two ago. But now Ohio State's back up there.
4: All right. There were a lot of jokes online when they announced the hiring of Bill O'Brien for OC, what do you think it means, and do you think people are getting this wrong?
3: Yeah, I don't, but I don't understand the jokes. Like, I don't, like, someone made a joke that he worked with Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick and never won a title there. How difficult it must be to do that. Well, he made, like, two Super Bowls. He beat Georgia in the SEC title game with Bryce Young, and they almost, you know, they played with, like, he was part of super successful teams. It's not like Bill O'Brien dragged down. Bama and the Patriots. So I thought there was a lot of people being snarky ding-dongs. Like, he has a good resume, but the other thing is this. He's coming to run in Ryan Day's offense. And when he was the coordinator for Belichick or Saban, their defensive head coaches, he's in charge of the offense. Like, he gets to have a bigger say, I think. The, Ryan Day just needs someone to call the plays and run the room during the week, but it's still going to be the Ohio State offense that you've seen. Of course, they'll have influence. But it's not like if you thought Bill O'Brien – If you didn't like his style of offense, that doesn't matter because it's Ryan Day's style of offense and Bill O'Brien, a veteran with a long resume, is going to run it. I actually was very confused by the jokes like, ha-ha, why did you hire a six-year NFL head coach with four playoff appearances? Ha-ha, I I don't even know what the joke is.
4: Well, it's the same jokes, the snarky ding-dongs, Doug, that came from uh, all across the landscape of college sports with the new athletic director hiring.
3: That's, and at least that is like, you know, his style, like how Ross Bjork operates, he'll have a little more freedom there, but also you still are a product of your institution. So Ross Bjork at at Texas A&M is not the same guy at Ohio State, because Ohio State is not exactly the same at Texas A&M. So I understood the Bjork criticism more, but I think the thing you have to keep in mind is, are these people... Do they have long resumes with experiences that will help them at Ohio State, but they'll still there still is an Ohio State way of doing things that these people fall into. So I think it is similar, but I thought the O'Brien stuff was weirder.
4: What do you think, just in general, Doug, that Ohio State, they lose these games, the collective and the university kind of together put their hands out and said, We need money and the fans came through, and the, the donors, notably the donors and the business owners, came through. How do you feel about this is the future of college football?
3: No, I think it's stupid. I mean, I think it's stupid to, like, to ask fans to like, have for money for your payroll. But the whole, it's not the future of college football. Like, it's not. But it's a world where Ohio State makes so much money that they can't spend. They have business deals. They have Nike contracts. They have, they have broadcast contracts. They have, you know, concession contracts. And those millions of dollars that they make, all the ticket sales, the TV money, all that money they cannot spend on players. So it's not the future of college football. It's this weird in-between. It's the purgatory we're stuck in right now. And the idea that you, Ohio State fan, they're like, man, you've got to send in some money for us to pay players, is ridiculous. They're making gazillions of TV deals, so they have to get to that. Just give some of the TV money to the players and stop asking outside businesses and regular people for money. And again, they, had, they did what had to be done for now. Congratulations to everybody who donated to Ohio State to help make this happen. But it's not the future, because it's stupid.
2: <laughs> Doug Maurice joining us on the show. Did Caitlin Clark flop yesterday?
3: I was not there. I have only seen the replay. It's a flop.
5: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
5: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Doug!
3: Uh, it kind of looks like a it, flop.
2: Kind of looks I like mean, a flop.
3: I thought the other person got more of the brunt. Like that person fell down legitimately. I thought Caitlin. It,
2: is, it, like a flop. Isn't there something to say at all about, you know, there's frustration and then, you know, in her eyes, these animals are running onto the floor and, you know, just overcome with all of it because that's, that's frustrating, right?
3: No. I don't think it makes her a terrible person, right? It's a difficult no, situation. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is somewhat dangerous. I don't think it means we should ban court storming and, and field storming. Well, that's for the way a lot I of
2: people are taking it as. They should ban I think it now. It's,
3: it's part of college football. I think we have to have – everybody's black and white. I think there's a way to, like, make sure you protect the athletes. I think we need a, maybe a better plan, like the type of security guards run. It's, only, it's basketball. There's not that many players. Run to the visiting players. Protect them. Get them out as they're coming. But I don't think this is the end-all be-all. Welp, someone bumped her. We can never storm a court again. I don't think that's where we are. Well,
4: what do you think that new AD was thinking, seeing Valley City Arena jam-packed for a women's game in that atmosphere and then going to a men's game and seeing that atmosphere?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Do you think Kevin McGuff should coach the men's team? I don't know. Like it's, but it is, it's a reminder. You're it, making a very good point. It's a reminder. It's not a basketball school. But when there's a reason to go, when there's a team to support, when there are, are things that are exciting, Ohio State people do support basketball. That's just not where they are right now at the men's team.
2: Well, Doug, our time has come to an end. We can't thank you enough for it. You're a wonderful, wonderful man. Folks, watch him on Kings of the North on YouTube. He is the host of that show. He's a fabulous man. Doug, thank you very much for the time. Thanks, fellas. Always fun. Doug Lay Maurice, find him on Twitter at Doug Lay Maurice, one of the best. 940, whether or not Mitch's date was a success. I don't know what you mean by successful. We'll have to define that at 9.40. Mitch there was some uh,
4: wind in his sails this morning.
2: Uh-oh. He doesn't have rosy cheeks, though. That's how you know.
4: So Aaron Kraft was just having great weekend after great <laughs> weekend. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah, he was. Come on, it's Aaron Kraft. Last time Ohio State basketball was relevant. That's right. Say what you will.
4: They they should have never let Caitlin Clark out of the state.
2: Andrew Barry, keep her there. <laughs> Andrew Barry at eleven o'clock. So you believe we should encourage floor rushing? It's one of the great the great
4: aspects of college. What separates college from the pros, right? Yeah, you don't rush the field. Well, you can't rush the field to the pros. Oh, you'll get arrested you know, man, immediately. They will
2: just beat you.
4: Did you see uh, last week a fan? I think, I, I don't know if the Lakers were on the road, but a fan came down to have words uh, with, was it was it LeBron? Am I getting, or was it Russell Westbrook? Oh, now no. I'm getting mixed up. Or I think it's both. It probably it happened is Russell to both Westbrook. Of them. No, He's the
2: one who always gets into it. It happened
4: to both of them. It happened to both of them over the course of the last Why? week. Because fans that pay a Utah? lot of money. Fans pay a lot of money they think they can come down. They they really do. They think they can just start talking to athletes. And, yeah, I guess you could talk to them, but if you
2: get really close, see, this is the you thing. can't it's, be surprised if security takes Isn't over. it part of the fun, though, of sitting that close? Is there supposed to be a rapport? Now, I can always bring up the Vince Carter thing. I was a little bit taken aback at how serious they all took it with the Vince Carter thing, to be honest with you. I was like, well, first off, I'm not even yelling at Vince Carter. He's just telling me to shut up. Second of all, I go, I'm at a professional basketball game. I didn't cuss at anybody. I didn't say anything derogatory. All I said was throw Trey Young out of the, out of the game. He didn't earned it yet. And he hadn't earned it yet in my eyes to be yelling at refs like that. So I, I don't the NBA, man, like in baseball, I don't know what to do in the NBA. Baseball, there's a fence and now a net. In football, yeah. there's a, usually an eight-foot wall there you can't do anything with. They separate you. In the NBA, you're right there. And obviously, yeah, there's there's wealthy people who sit there. And wealthy people are always going to feel that they're entitled. They are not impressed with a guy making a minimum of $10 million a year, whatever the hell it is. They're not going to be impressed with that. They don't care. And I maybe so many guys have overstepped their boundaries. Well, the that, thought, it yeah, Kenny, probably the, has made them very uh The thought has always been,
4: and and look, when I was younger, uh, definitely guilty of it, that, hey, these guys are rich. You're allowed to say whatever you want to rich people. That's just, that's the the thought that I think a lot of people I have. I'm
2: on. I shout for <laughs> my truck every day.
4: Sorry, go ahead. And, and you feel like, hey, they have a lot of money. They owe it They don't you. have any bills.
2: I drive her up and down the road. I say, you guys the, owe me this.
4: They're going to be okay. I've seen you do it. It's yeah. it's something to see. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I think as you get older, it, you hope that you have a little perspective. Um, but no one's going to feel bad for for the multi-million dollar athletes, because you said something and it offended them, right? You said something nasty or naughty, yeah. and it offended them. But I still think there are some parameters. Like you, you shouldn't be talking about their families. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be saying certain things as kids
2: around. You got to remember that. Yeah, I don't believe in cussing in public like that. I mean, that can be an ugly look for everybody. But I think you can boo. Yeah, I be creative. You, can. you just yeah. gotta be creative and funny. That's that's where you got to get. It. Yeah, but then when you try to be funny, a lot of people overstep the line. That's why we have to worry about coming in hot every single week. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Dave in Broadview Heights. Hello. Morning, guys. How you doing? Wonderful. Go ahead. Uh, do you think two things? Do you think we could get a reporter at the Andrew Berry press
3: conference to let them know that it's actually Joe Brady, the offense coordinator from the Bills, that they should be interviewing, and not Ken Dorsey? I know that they didn't play the Bills this year, but what's your problem with Ken kind of, Dorsey?
2: What's your problem with Ken Dorsey? Yeah. Did? What did he do? He he stunk, and they fired him, and then they got really
3: good after that, went on a, a roll and won six uh, or seven straight.
4: Ken, tell them the stats. Tell them the DVOA stats. I don't know the DVOA good, stats. You tell me them. the DVOA they stats. They were two, number two in the NFL oh, yeah, that. offense yeah. under. Okay. they number two. All right. Yeah.
3: Well, that, that'd that be good. That'd be like uh, when, when Sabra Tiglano was one and seven, and, and then Marty
2: came in and it was four and four, and we were interviewing uh, Samra Tiziano, but that's not why I called. The reason I called is <laughs> I was kind of indifferent about, <laughs> kind of indifferent about the, um,
3: was. I, I, about the um about the storming the court. And then when Ken told me he stormed the court, I, I thought, stormed a high school Caitlin football Clark?
2: field. I football mean, what
3: would, we we would still be scraping her off the floor yeah. if you would have got rolling downhill uh, and run into off, her First I
2: was a child and I was a skinny <laughs> child. You've seen the pictures; don't even start.
3: I'd be very concerned
2: for Caitlin Clark. She'd be in. He'd be in the uh, Columbus uh, Hospital right now. Okay, but can he be wearing enough. the Stetson? Is it, it's, we're storming the floor. We're not playing Red Rover over here. Okay? Did you ever notice the chubby guy at the end of major league who comes out of <laughs> Yes, <laughs> exactly. Ah! In a great t shirt. I always notice him I go, oh, that guy's jolly and having fun. Having a blast. Probably listening right now. 216 to below 92. I. I it seems like you've seen all this when they jump in. I love it when they show the stuff like you watch like a big upset in college football usually the s e c and you see people disappear in the hedges like there will be like there will always be some coog who goes down there and she just disappears. The bleach blonde just disappears, and you never see him again when they fall in the hedges. that is kind of cool that is a that is really exciting when Ole miss had the when Ole Miss had the uh, the upset the one year and the couple was making out right there on the field, these are nice things. But again, I don't want it to get to a point where it gets dangerous. And and yes, I do think that I do think that Caitlin Clark eh, might have embellished it a little bit, a little bit. But I, it starts a national conversation about getting rid of that, doesn't it? That's just crazy to see it at a, a, a basketball game at Ohio yes. State of all places. Bill and Parma, hello.
5: Hey, you guys. Uh, uh, good morning.
2: Yeah. Good morning to you,
5: this, this NIL money I, I'm I'm interested in because when they tell when the athletic directors and the NCAA or whoever starts complaining, you realize that there is a lot more money the players can make. If you know, I was a graduate of University of Missouri and they have kind of a mediocre head coach named Eli Drinkowitz. And the great Eli Drinkowitz right now is almost making ten million a year. And can you imagine what a quarterback – why can't the quarterback possibly be making $10 million a year? And I really think this idea where they say, saying we need $21 million, whatever, they're undershooting, as they always do in negotiation, that, that figure. And I think we're going to see players in college making at least the, the top ones, making $5 million, and I I'm not, wouldn't be surprised in the next two to three years Ten million.
2: Well it's it's I I think you're probably right about that, Bill, and thank you very much for the call. I think it's the reason Lane Kiffin had that thirteen million dollar joke the other day. And Lane Kiffin has been a man who has come out and said that he believes that there should be a salary cap. And uh if I'm not mistaken, I think that he's also talked about making them employees. I and a lot of people wanted to rip him. See, this is where it's getting to, is that and this is why social media is not a real thing. Anytime a coach lines up and does it, people lick their chops because they're ready to go after a coach for how much money he makes. Been Pat Narduzzi had said it, it was up until, what was it, Drake May had said he agreed with Pat Narduzzi, and everybody shut up once Drake May said it. Because it does. Now it gets to a point where Ohio State fans are going to be Yankee fans. Every, there's a lot of people who don't like you anyway, and no, I'm not one of the people who don't like you. Stop. But there's a lot of you that are with a $21 million alleged amount of money that's being spent on there that comes with expectations. Yankees fans don't expect to just win the AL East and that's it. They expect a World Series every year. Well, Ohio State fans, if you're going to spend that much money, even though it's not your money, just like it's the Yankees' money and not their money, you still expect what? Well, you expect a national and, championship. And look, no.
4: national championships, obviously, it's what we've been talking about. The, the standard at Ohio State has been national championships. It's why we've been so disappointed in Ryan Day because, you know, you had the shot against Georgia, but you've lost your arch rival and you've squandered C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud. You've squandered the amazing wide receiving core they've had, including Marvin Harrison. But I do wonder what the feeling will be like now. It's it, When you are paying more money than anybody else, uh, it, it's a title that money can buy, right? Yes. Will that ever feel like it felt in 2002, 2003, when you had a bunch of Ohio players on that team for a winning lot of the fans, national championship? And I think for a
2: lot of fans, and you can bring this up tomorrow if you want to as well, for a lot of fans, yes, I think that they don't care. Ohio State is a fantasy to them. They treat them exactly like they treat the Cleveland Browns, except before they didn't make any money. And Ohio State has won a lot over the last 20 years, and the Browns have only had a few winning seasons. But I think that it's a fantasy to a lot of them. They never thought about going to Ohio State. They never applied to Ohio State. Maybe they would have liked one of their family members to apply to Ohio State. But they've always always been hardcore Ohio State fans, and I think it was just as much of a fantasy to them in twenty two as it would be now. College football from the
4: pros is that you really did feel like hey we play better football here in Ohio than they do down in the south let's show it to them let's let's prove it and now, and now that's gone but that doesn't matter you're right you're just getting the best players but, from around the country and and, and putting in an Ohio state and jersey and to a certain
2: degree you're right but when you have the Armstrong twins from St. Ed's, and I'm not I'm not reaching in their pockets they're still kids that are in high school for crying out loud here okay but the reaction is for a lot of fans when you get them you go finally You're recruiting in your own backyard. You're finally doing what you're supposed to be doing, not letting these guys go to Michigan like the kid from Avon. You're not letting these guys go to Michigan like other kids right in your own backyard or anywhere else. You're having them stay right here in Ohio. That is part of that bragging now, is that you've ponied up the cake to get good players from your own state who know how to play the game. Those guys know how to play the game over there at Ed's. And they're from here, and they're staying here, and I think that makes a fan who – we'll never go to ohio state for anything other than a football game. very very excited. 2164740092 i've been avoiding one subject in particular and i will take a call on that coming up next. as well as Mitch and you know whether or not he had a successful date on friday on the fan.
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. and guess what?